Welcome back to Dial H for Heroclix. This is episode 234. I'm your host, Chris Britton, so let's go. Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day including all of your latest HeroClick singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio again this week is my sexy ranch and co-host, Calder Ness. What is going on, howdy. Calder? Howdy, howdy. How dare you? No. I know. Don't. <laughs> you ruin everything. That's okay. I still love you. We were going great for how many weeks? And it, only, it was only a matter yeah. matter of time before I messed up. You're not wrong, but I do it too. So, you know, we just we push through. You know, that's what we do here in the Dial H for HeroClick studio. All right. We normally start off with what made us happy. What made you happy this week? You know what made me really happy is that, like, as soon as it was uh... – nah, I'm not going to use that one. That one sucks. I watched uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs or Shrugs, Scruggs, I think. It's hilarious. It's on Netflix. It's a Western movie by the Coen brothers. And it's like six little short 20 minute ballads pretty much. And it was super enjoyable. And it has some like great moments. Uh, all-star cast, James Franco, Liam Neeson, stuff like that. I just really, really, I'd never had so much fun watching a Western movie. Um, cause it's dumb, but it's not like Thousand Ways to Die in the West dumb or whatever. Cause that was just kind of like, or your brain's out dumb. This was just hilarious, and I love it. So it was exactly the plotline of the movie Ghost Dad, right? Uh, probably not, because... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to cue you in on a on a inside joke. Actually, listener, right. if, if you hear this, you, you might want to use this in the future and then loop people in. We can spread this across the world. If you hear somebody tell you about a movie that you've never, ever heard of in your entire life, just make the comment that it's just like the movie Ghost Dad because no movie on the planet has the same plot line as the movie Ghost Dad. So nothing is like Ghost Dad. That's the joke. It Nothing will ever be as bad as that movie was. So just compare it to Ghost Dad. You'll win Terrible. in the end. So no. <laughs> I'm glad, though, that you enjoyed – Terrible. What was the name of it again? The – the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It's on Netflix. Check it out, Chris. It's, it's good. Listener, it is not PG. The people get shot, and it looks real rough. So mm. if you're squeamish, probably don't want to watch it. So bullets do the types of things that bullets do. Yeah, bullets go through heads, and they look like they done went through heads. I tell you what. So uh, <laughs> if, if you're if you're a bit young or squeamish, oh, probably you, don't want to. Probably a hot. <laughs> okay. Uh, have you caught up on Letterkenny? Are you done? Uh, I'm still at season two. I don't know where to find the other seasons. Like, I went to Crave, but yet to be Canadian, and I don't have a Canadian uh, credit card, so I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, All right. Well, this week, I, I've i been playing Spyro. I told you that we got Spyro, Jalen and I. Oh, yeah. She's loving the crap out of Spyro. We're almost done with the first game, so we still have two more games to go on the remastered version. Um, and then I also I started watching Key and Peele again, and I really like Key and Peele. <laughs> so dumb. It's my kind of humor, so I love that. That's what made me happy this week. But that's They have great sketches, though. Yeah, like, I like them Straight up, that. somebody said, like, man, what do you do when you're depressed? I'm like, I watch Key and Peele, and then I just <laughs> not be depressed anymore. It's hilarious. 
Right on. Well, that's what made us happy this week. Listener, if you feel like you want to tell us what made you happy this week, always feel free to jump on and tell us what made you happy. But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about news and other related content to the game of HeroClick. So let's jump into the news section. Start off with a little bit of that nerd-related stuff. I'm a little bit disappointed with this. this oh, man. This is what made me sad this week. Okay. Got an article from uh, gizmodo.com. And as always, all of our articles that we talk about are going to be linked in the podcast show notes so we don't get sued. Uh, Marvel and Netflix have been have canceled Daredevil. <laughs> no! So we knew about Iron Fist. We knew about Luke Cage. D- uh, Defenders was not good at getting renewed. And Daredevil has now officially been canceled. It's only a matter of time before the Punisher and Jessica Jones goes. Uh, We did get a quote from Netflix. says, uh, Marvel's Daredevil will not return for a fourth season on Netflix. We are tremendously proud of the show's last and final season. And although it's painful for the fans, we feel it best to close this chapter on a high note. We're thankful to our partners at Marvel, showrunner Eric Olson... The show's writers, stellar crew, and incredible cast, including Charlie Cox as Daredevil himself, and we're grateful to the fans who have supported the show over the years. While the series on Netflix has ended, the three existing seasons will remain on the service for years to come, while the Daredevil character will live on in future projects for Marvel. Calder, how do you feel? Um, I'm really angry, I guess. It's like angry and sad that they took it off Netflix. Um not to get off Netflix, but cancel it. They're not going to make any more, maybe. But I'm also, like, more confused because Disney's doing their own streaming service, so I don't know if they're just trying to take their stuff from Netflix and be like, all right, cancel yours, we'll do our own, or we're going to incorporate them in our own whatever. I don't know what exactly is going on. So I'm not, like, super angry about it. I just kind of want to see, like, I feel like time will tell. Like, we're only looking at a certain part of the picture right now. That's very, a picture. very true. They're going to keep Daredevil around, obviously, in Marvel stuff because Daredevil makes money now. Oh, yeah. It's it's insane how Daredevil used to be a no-name character back in, it was like, the 80s. And then Frank Miller got a hold of Daredevil and skyrocketed him into popularity. But Daredevil now makes money, and people love him. And I just don't know if they're going to do, like, a reboot of the character, even though the Netflix series are definitely part of the MCU. Like... If you want to screw up the MCU, this is the beginning of how you screw up the MCU. Oh, yeah. That's that's all I'm saying. So, I don't know. I, I do have a lot of faith in Marvel, though, that they'll probably do something correct with this. What would be really great, though, is if they do decide to move things over to the Disney streaming service and they keep the actors and actresses that are in the regular the Netflix series. Because these right. people don't have a job anymore. <laughs> With Daredevil, so why couldn't they at least make do do a fan service and keep around Charlie Cox and all of the other characters and just move it over to the DC platform and continue with it? Although I will say it is DC, so it most certainly is going to go further away from like PG-13 and more into rated E for everyone. That's, uh, that's probably true. Yeah. Um, I don't know, though. Like, can you name anything else Charlie Cox or, like, the duty place Foggy has been in? Because I honestly can't, like, think of anything. Same thing with, like, Karen or anything like that. The only person I think who I've known before Daredevil was uh, 
whoever played Kingpin, you know? So Don it really King. was whatever his name is. I can't you remember know? what it is either. Then, but then he was in Jurassic Park. Uh, as far as Charlie Cox oh, yeah, goes, I'm pretty sure he was a no-name actor before he got the Daredevil role. But if you look at the history of the MCU now, that's what they've done time and time and time again is pick no-name actors or people that were maybe a big actor at one point and then fell to obscurity like Robert Downey Jr. did. Right. Actually, speaking of Robert Downey Jr., I just watched um... – Basketball, uh, not a movie anyone ever should see ever. But they made like whoa, a Robert whoa. Downey Jr. Basketball is one of my <laughs> favorite movies of all time, Calder. It's it's so weird. It's it feels like uh, the '90s wrapped into one, just terrible and awkward and <laughs> like it's that it's so that humor. It 100 is. It's just this humor that I'm not used to for sure. I I enjoyed it, but it was just so weird. But like they make a really like, for the time, it made sense, a Robert Downey Jr. joke. Like, she smells, like, beer-wise or whatever, worse than Robert Downey Jr. But, like, now that we know him and he's, like, cleaned up his act and he's, like, a really super successful guy, it felt so weird, yeah, like, just watching it now. Boardwalk Empire. I just looked up uh, Charlie Cox on IMDb. He was in there for 23 episodes, so I assume that's something. I've never seen the show, but whatever. But... Uh, yeah, so moving over to the Disney streaming service, eventually will probably be Daredevil. The character, not the actors, but hopefully the actors. I just thought that Charlie Cox actually did a really good job. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where the future goes. A little disappointed about it, especially because I thought that they did such a weird job of Bullseye in this latest series. Not to spoil it, unless anybody out there has not seen it yet. But I thought they did a really good job, if not a weird job. Of Bullseye, so... For sure. Yeah. There's that. Uh, let's move on to something that might be a little bit closer related to the game of Hero Clicks. If there's anybody out there from WizKids that wants to make more objects in the game of Hero Clicks, it's listening to this right now, here you go. Marvel.com released an article that is entitled, 23 Most Dangerous Objects in the Marvel Universe. It's pretty awesome, actually. There are quite a few on here that have been made. And quite a few that have not, some of which were made so long ago that they don't even, they're considered relics, not equipment. So the way they function now is just not even fair. Like, for example, the Zodiac Key is garbage, so they should probably remake that. Also, the Cosmic Cube is garbage, so they should probably remake that. But are there any on this list that stood out to you as something that would just be crazy dumb if they made into Heroclix? I feel like an ultimate nullifier would just be insane if you made it into Hero Flicks. Like, I, I don't know the right way to balance something like the ultimate nullifier, but uh, I think it'd be a freaking awesome, like, object, equipment item to pick up. Whew. As far as the ultimate mm -hmm. nullifier goes, I think according to canon, if you use it, it is supposed to destroy the user. So I think if they did make it into the game of Hero Clicks, it would have to be something where it would actually KO the Hero Click. I don't know what it would do, but it should definitely KO it whoever uses ultimate it. Ultimate nullifies. No, like it erases whatever the target is like from existence, right? And yeah. it was unless you're really focusing like super 100% hard, you might go to or like whatever it was. But uh, yeah. it could be a great bluff piece. <laughs> Who knows? Like, will I use it? Will I not use it? Maybe roll off. Let's see. And then uh, then Galactus hightails it out of there. 
We also have on this list the Black Vortex, which is really cool. It's this mirror that just unlocks your cosmic potential. And it ended up being a really cool storyline with the X-Men. If you read, I think it's still in the comics right now, but if you see Angel, the one that was brought from the past to the present, and you're like, why does Angel have fire wings? That's why. Uh, it was a combination of the Galactic, or the Guardians of the Galaxy and the X-Men, and they got hooked up with the Black Vortex, and they randomly got a bunch of really cool powers. Some of them kept them. Some of them voluntarily gave them up. Uh, we did get the Casket of Winters. Uh, we did get the Crimson Gem of Sidorak, which definitely needs to be remade. The Darkhold was on this. Uh, the Darkhold is really interesting to me because it's just this gigantic book of spells. And fun fact, if you watch the – well, if you keep up with S.H.I.E.L.D., it's been in S.H.I.E.L.D., so you know exactly what that is. Another little weird – nod maybe possibly like a fan theory is that if you watch the doctor strange movie again the first time that he makes it into the room where all of the books are held on the racks and they have that'd be uh, called a library chris yeah well there's an actual library that wong is in and then there's just a room oh okay i mean i guess you probably consider that a library as well library yeah because there's only like a handful of books in that room and they're all locked on the, these gigantic racks. Anyway, there's one book missing. And oh. the fan theory is that the Darkhold from the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series is the one that is supposed to go in that slot in that rack, but it never made it. I thought that it would be cool if they made that into a resource and that the different pages of the book would represent different spells. And then you could pass out spells to, nice. to characters thought that would be cool we have had dragon fang we have never had the ebony blade which is what the black knight has uh carried around for i want the ebony blade be dope yeah that would be really cool uh the evil eye uh how about the eye of agamotto which they have made before needs to be remade um they did by the way in here are links to i think it's other marvel website articles uh, this one is the complete history of the Infinity Stones. This one is top ten swordsmen in the Marvel Universe, and they're all linked behind the the items that make the most amount of sense with that article, like Dragon Fang is the swordsman thing and stuff. Um, the Infinity Gauntlet and gems are on here. Mandarin's rings, the Nega Bands. The Nega Bands have never been made in this game, so that would be really cool. Uh, Maybe following on the coattails of Captain Marvel coming out as a movie would be really cool if they incorporate that into the movie at all. No one knows. Uh, Neptune's Trident has never been made, nor has the Norn Stones. The Norn Stones are cool because Loki is always after them. It, it, has, been, huh. it has been part of many, many Loki storylines, uh, not only in Avengers comics, but also in just Thor proper comics. And they do all kinds of stuff. It's like a hodgepodge of, of powers, so that could be really cool. Uh, the Staff of One, which is the... Nico. Yep, that's staff, Nico's. Right? Yeah. That has not been made into just its own item, which would be really cool. The Twilight Sword, which is fantastic. Um, and the first time I ever even knew about the Twilight Sword was playing the game Marvel Ultimate Alliance because they incorporated that into there. I thought that was pretty cool. I looked into it. Um, it's called the Sword of Doom, and Surtur created it. So Ooh, since nice. we now have this gigantic Surtur figure, I think it would be cool to get a Twilight Sword, but they should make it so that that Surtur can actually pick it up. 
Interesting. Like he's holding a sword in the sculpt. Is that like the same sword or? It's, it like... probably is. It's got to be. Him. Yeah, I assume so. Uh, then. So... <laughs> Uh, Would it be like a, a relic that only Colossals could pick up? Just like this humongous sword sticking out of the, the ground? I mean, on the Marvel.com article, it does say that it, it contains the power to set the entire universe on fire. So, nice. Yeah, probably. That'd be cool with me. That'd Although be dope. That would really limit the use of it since not everyone can right, be Colossal. Right, but most equip items are equip any right now, so... And equip, and then, like, fist or giant symbol would be really cool. Like That would be cool, and it's definitely something they could easily do in the future. For sure. Okay, the last one on this article that I did want to talk about was the Wand of Watoom, and it is directly linked to your Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange has numerous magical objects that he uses all the time, like the Ivagamato, and then in the movie you saw a really uh, well-done version of it, the Cloak of Levitation. So... Any of those could be made. I think those would be really cool. Um, the Eye of Agamotto, as it exists in the game now, is, is garbage. So we could definitely get a bunch of remakes on Oh, the absolutely. I thought that would be cool. Really cool article. Click on that stuff. Uh, read it at your own leisure if you guys feel like it. So let's move on. That's all I got on that. I created a change.org petition, which we substantially have less... Signer, uh, signatures than I would like. So what the article was for, or what the petition was for, was to bring back more colored bases. Calder, do you like colored bases in the game of Heroes? I Lakes? love colored bases, man. I've been going through all these old hero clicks, and I'm getting all nostalgic. I'm seeing reds and blues, some white bases. Like I love, I love these colored bases. They just, they feel, they feel awesome. I love them. Now, someone did point out that the last time that they made them were. Avengers Infinity, the chases had like little specks inside of them. Yeah, that's real cool. Absolutely. Except for that was made in May of this mm. year. That's been quite a while ago. I And someone actually said, because I posted this on Reddit as well, and as always, you get like really good answers on Reddit, and then Reddit is also one of the most toxic places on the internet. So you get a bunch of people who are like, this is dumb, I hate things. Because it's Reddit. Anyway, someone was uh, like, we just got these six months ago. And in my head, I was like, uh, how, do, how does six months ago feel like super recent to you? But anyway, uh, I think that we should just bring back more uh, more colored bases. If nothing else, if just on the chases, you know. It's just always fun and always sets them apart a little bit more. Someone said something about how, well, if you make every chase set like that, then it'll make it mean less. I don't know if they know this, but there's like a billion colors out there, so they could cycle no through a way. lot. Yeah, I know, right? They could circle through a lot of different colors before we started getting any kind of close to being duplicate. That's not to mention the other weird stuff you could do with the bases, like adding colored flex inside of them. Just imagine this. You know how many billions of different types of dice that you can get? Right. They could do the exact same thing. With bases. I would dig that, man. These like, all the ROC dice are, like, mixed two colors anyways. Yeah. So that'd be awesome. You could mix colors. You could make some of them glow in the dark. You could, like, that'd be weird, right? That'd be, like, you just, you go to sleep, shut lights off, and your click shelf is just completely glowing. Like, ah. Uh, that'd be pretty sweet. Beautiful. My I, money keeps me awake at night. I think this is a really good idea. So, 
Get on Twitter. Get on Facebook. If you would be so kind, sign the petition. Let's bring back these. We'll send it to WizKids. They won't pay attention. But if nothing else, this is really a win-win situation for us here at Dial H. If we win on one end, we get more colored bases made in sets, and I think that's fun. If we don't win uh, by getting, not getting any more bases, we have proven once again that WizKids does not listen to their own fan base. So we were kind of right either way. From the Dialect Studio. Either way, I don't, you know, you can take that as you want to take that. I don't know. Calder, you think that's a win-win, or are we all just losers here? Uh, every situation I'm in is a win-win, so obviously it's a win-win, Chris. I like it. That's a positive attitude to have. Keep that positive attitude moving forward, and tell us about PAX. PAX, baby! So, uh, for all of you who are there right now, you know that right now it is Tyler Spees versus Easton Brock, but that's not what we're going to talk about. They are doing a live play-by-play, and it's taking all of my willpower not to just just constantly be looking at it right now. But we're going to talk about the previews. So, WizKids has their little display case, and they are previewing some figures from the new upcoming set. That's right, baby. Earth X. I couldn't be more excited for this set, so let me just tell you about the figures they have currently on display, all right? We have a Spider's Man, the dude with the cloak, who's got some Spider-Man-looking face and hands. We have the Fat Spider-Man. Absolutely love this guy. He was hilarious in the story. He has this, uh, the police team ability, which is really cool. And then we have King Britain. You know, Captain America was going around to everybody trying to rally an army. I can't... It's like been two years like since I've read the story, but King Britain looked really cool and looked awesome. He had a sweet throne. There is the... Uh, Where's that? Black Bolt? Oh, yeah. No, sorry. Black Panther. The Black Panther with the Panther face. You know, a lot of people got secondary mutations because of the uh, Inhuman Storm or whatever happened. So Black Panther has, like, an actual Panther-like head. Um, uh, for the box art, we only see, like, two people that are actually, like, box art, which is another version of Captain America. And then the Daredevil. So we don't see a Daredevil figure, but we do get to see the Daredevil, like, box art. It was hilarious. Somebody thought... Um, and I didn't know it was his motorcycle at the time either, but someone thought it was a penguin. And I'm like, if we get penguins in this set, I'm already buy- I'm already going to buy so much of this set. But That's so weird. We get penguins, you, can make, you can see that, and it looks kind of like a penguin. I can see it. Right? But, but it also kind of looks like it just Ghost Rider's, the front of like the 1980s Ghost Rider motorcycle. Right. That's true. Uh, we got the skull. So that little kid that was like the bane of Captain America's existence throughout most of the story. Uh, I love that. And then uh, we got President Osborn, where, if you know, he, like, falls out of a building. This is the only time I remember him doing it. He falls out of a building, and the new American flag that he designed, like, catches him, which is hilarious. Uh, but this President Osborn has a uh, a Green Goblin mask on, and I don't remember him in the main story uh, putting on a Green Goblin mask, but eh, it looks pretty all right. So, man, what else was there? Yes, the uh, the chases, which I will almost guarantee are the chases. So, Box art we see in humans, which is cool. With Triton, Medusa, we saw all those guys. We see Earth X, which is more Captain America stuff. We see the Spider-Man family. Then we see spiders of Earth X. They're just gonna keep throwing spiders like in like as sub themes. I feel like in sets, so they just don't have to make another Spider-Man set. The most important thing though is the We Are Venom on the back, which is almost guaranteed to be the chases. I mean, if they aren't, then you can you can I'll, I'll give you twenty bucks. If you don't think these are the chases, but you have to actually get me that and remember by the time it happens. So the chases we see are, I don't know who the other ones are. One is very obviously a Venom Captain America, which already hurts my wallet really badly. The other one is a six-armed Venom, and the other one's like a spiky uh, Venom. Like, do you know 
Ben at all, Chris? Or... Well, that does look like there is an arc reactor on this chest. Okay. So it might be... I guess they're just going to make the Avengers into Venom characters, so that's kind of... Meh. Now, I will say this. Out of the, all the characters that we did get previewed, if none of them stood out to you as something that you really wanted, maybe this will be something that will make you happy. They appear to all be commons. Oh, yeah, that is also true. All the ones that are on display that we talked about uh, all look to be commons. Uh, the skull, uh, yeah, the skull looks like he's a superhero in one picture and then a common in another picture, so I don't know if that's just, like, the tint yeah, or it, what it, it is. It could be weird lighting. However, if you zoom in on the skull's sculpt, or on the base, I mean, it does look like eight range with three bolts, and I don't care what the figure is. Anytime a character gets eight range and three bolts, I just automatically like it because I think it's fun. So his mind control in the comic was insane, so I really hope that this is, like, a really just stupid good common mind control figure that's just awesome like maybe even rival the old brother voodoo right but like he has three target mind control maybe he can do something just awesome i i'm so excited for this set so like as you know maybe i've been selling my hero clicks that i recently got for hundred dollars i've already made 500 something dollars in profit let's just move on from that but i'm getting <laughs> i'm getting most of it and i'm not done yet i've still got a couple of 300 more dollars to make baby i'm art of a deal over here but yeah, I, I, saw, yeah I, I saw there was stuff in there that i wanted and you're like i don't care I'm making money. Whoa, you didn't like... No, that's it's my me. fault. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Um, uh, sounds good. But I've been getting a lot of it as store credit with cool stuff because I'm going to buy so much of this. The Earth Axe I'm probably going to try to collect, which means I need that Ultra Chase. I'm so hyped for this set, guys. What do you think the Ultra Chase is going to be? Okay, so I thought it would be really freaking sweet if the Ultra Chase was just a base, right? But they bring back the Build-A-Figure mechanic without telling anybody. The base is going to be that giant Iron Man that Stark makes, and then you have to build it and get all, like, the pieces, just like the old Hulkbuster scene. Like, you remember when he has, like, the Iron Man that's, like, the size of a city or whatever? Yeah. I loved that in the comics, seeing that come out. So that would be a sweet Ultra Chase. I do not think they're going to do it, but I think it would be awesome. All right. On the box art that I think that you skipped over a little bit, there is Spider-Man Family. Yeah, I'm okay with skipping over that. Uh, but Ezekiel is being remade. We haven't had an Ezekiel in a really long time. Ezekiel is. Like, I was looking at this frame, and I'm like, I have no idea who anybody is in this Well, I think that's Miles, Mor uh, Miles Morales. It does okay. certainly look like Miles. And then Ezekiel for sure, because he's got a very, very unique look to him. He's always barefoot, and he's always like this old white dude with a beard. Nice. And if you're talking about Spider-Man family, that's definitely him. Although I'm not really sure who the female is. I want to say Arachne. Is that her? Yeah, probably. There was a female Spider-Woman, Spider-Girl during Earth-X, so it's probably her. I'm really not sure. That doesn't look like it's Earth-X. Well, when was Earth-X written? Was Miles Morales wasn't invented until after Earth-X. She was not. Yeah, this was like so. 90s. I just think that this is a sub-theme inside of the set of just Spider-Man family. Oh, it could be. Yeah, you're, not, you're, you're probably not wrong. And then we got the Inhumans, hmm. which I'm pretty excited for. Those oh, are, yeah, those I, I did kind of glance over them. But we did see Triton sculpt for sure before, right? Like a full one of his sculpt at, uh, yes, we did. at Gen Con. Not Gen Con, but Origins. Yes. And that looks awesome. So uh, the Inhumans I'm really excited for. I can't wait to get the um, Gorgon. Which, like He's like a full-out beast. Looks great. I, I really can't wait. We haven't seen him yet, but I can't wait. Oh, also, we're getting a new Captain America, because it is a sculpt. It is a different one than the con-exclusive Captain America. I, I was actually curious if they were just going to be like, ah, we already made an Earth-X cap. 
we're fine. But no, that's probably good, me. though. There's a lot of people that were not able to get that, and since he was an integral part of that storyline... He was, you're right. They definitely need to remake him just for those... You know, make him more available. The people that really like that storyline, they're going to want him. So that sure. was good on them. Uh, something that was bad on them. The President Osborne sculpt appears to be the suited henchman sculpt with a goblin face instead of just, you know... See, I see he's doing, like, the one punk rock fist and the one, like, yeah. other fist. It does look that way. I'm uh, pretty sure uh, it is. I'm not 100% sure, but it looks, you know, money <laughs> says that it is. It's Whiskit, so they're probably reusing it. But it's just a common, so I'm not worried about it, but it's a thing that I noticed. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on with these awesome EarthX spoilers? No, I don't think so. I'm just anxious to see more of them. Oh, so am I, man. So am I. It's, it's February, right? Oh, I can't wait. Ugh. Do you have anything else uh, as far as, like, do you have updates on what's going on right now? Updates right now? See, like, I have a tablet, and I put it over my phone. I believe, like, right now they're trying to do a pay, play-by-play of the uh, the match against Easton and Tyler right now. And just two minutes ago, so Tyler is carefully moving up his whales. Because right now it's uh, Gotham City versus... Well, this is going to sound really dumb once it's published because obviously it's going to be over by then. But, uh, like, Green Arrow can one-shot any whale. Just like, oh, I ignore defense powers, so your stock looks like nothing to me. So he's, he's got to play this super, super carefully. And the last update was two minutes ago, just about how, like, super carefully Tyler's been playing it. So that's very interesting. Okay, well. That's where we're at. You know what I'm excited for. Oh, no. It is, in fact, the first episode of the month. So that means it's this month's Heroic Ranking Up Ceremony. So let's just jump into that. Let's do it! We actually have three people ranking up, two of which are getting their citizenship in the Dial H community, which we really appreciate. The first person, you've heard his name before, it's Kirby Ronnie. Welcome to being a citizen in the Dial H community. And the second person is someone that I'm not really sure who it is. Maybe you chose a weird name that was not your name on Twitter or Facebook. And your name is HeroClix201? I don't know. But, hey, welcome to the Dial H community as a citizen. We appreciate you. And the last person is going to be ranking up is going to be Mock Taskmaster, moving from the rank of citizen to vigilante. So, congratulations, everyone, that moved up. And we appreciate everything that you guys uh, do for us in our community. Jumping on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, being patrons of the podcast, that's really cool. So, we appreciate that, and we keep pumping out content because you guys keep listening to it. And clearly you're listening to it because you keep giving us your money. <laughs> Absolutely. We appreciate that. We appreciate uh, you guys paying for the podcast costs. That actually does. As long as it it's helps. not, helps yeah, so as long much. as it's not hitting our personal thing, I don't mind putting in time for you guys to help you guys get through the week as long as you This is a highlight of my week, man. Sitting down talking to your clicks. I love this. It's good stuff. I love doing it, and uh, I'm glad that I've gotten to do it for as long as I have, quite honestly. So I'm glad you've been here with me the whole time, Calder. It's been good stuff. Oh, yeah, my man. And uh, we will we'll keep on chugging along as long as you guys keep being part of the community and stuff. So we appreciate you. All right, well, let's move on to uh, – you know what? We actually have a bunch of community. So, Calder, you want to jump into that? Let's do community question day. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Do you want to start off with community Tuesday's question? 
Community, community news. We also we're also doing Malcolm's questions this week. I know, surprise, that's, surprise, that's, a shock. Yeah, well, we skipped it last week, so that's okay. That's true. We'll, that's do, true. we'll do it this week. This week's Community Tuesday's question is: What is your favorite Hero Clicks map? Any maps you hate, and what would you like to see made or remade? As always, we put it on Facebook, we put it on Twitter, and you guys flock to us to answer these questions. We appreciate it. You want to start us off on Facebook? Yeah, but, absolutely. By the way, we uh, answered uh, we answered these our personal selves. We did on the last episode, so we are not going to talk about these now. We're just going to jump into the community. So go ahead. Yep. David Cologne said uh, the Majestic's water map is one of his favorites, and he dislikes the Speakeasy. And then he says the Krakoa. No idea what that is, but all right. I told yeah. you it's the one with the special rules that make, it attacks you. Sometimes. Oh, is that right? Yeah, oh, that's, that's okay. Krakoa, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. If it works for you, it really works. And then if it doesn't, then you're like, why did I play on this map? I hate it. So totally understand that. Citizen Kirby Ronnie, it's your first answer as uh, as a citizen. He said, my favorite map is King Arthur's Castle, but that's because I'm a bad person. <laughs> I would like to see Battle World maps. Ideally, several that could link together. He did link the uh, Battle World uh, map that was put like all over the place at the beginning, of, right before Secret Wars actually occurred, and it shows like the world that Doom hodgepodged oh. together, and they're all right next to each other, so it would be cool. Made me really think about how cool it would be to have – have we ever had maps with orange rules that affect other maps? Other maps? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, so imagine this. You have orange rules that change. It says, like, for every battle world map attached to this map, it would affect something in your map because those are domains that are right next to each other or something. A lot of those domains are at war with each other. So right. what, if it, what if it added, like, I don't know, what if, what if you're next to the zombie domain and like random zombies start wandering in on Ooh. on your map or I like that. what happens if you are part of doom's world proper and then like i don't know you could do like a weird call in and have doom come in you know with the rules where you add like the five points for the map or 10 points for the map or whatever and then you could have doom come in just as a call in oh, dude that's insane just to do something dumb as long as it's like attached to I, insane amount of things that you could do with battle world maps so i thought that was a fantastic answer it got my mind chugging along so good hmm. stuff i like it uh dean powell just said the roc crossfire canyon i don't know that one is it good uh it's a rock map and i don't play that much roc stuff so i don't know actually All right. i hope so i assume so superhero the ruffian little plastic superhero said my favorite map is nick fury hydra island has a little bit of everything. My least favorite is the Mighty Thor Bifrost. It's an unbalanced map, and from my experience, usually whatever team gets stuck on the Asgardian side turtles for most of the game. Not fun, unless that's what your team was made to do to begin with. There you go. Citizen James Peters said Star Trek Underground. Hopefully that's a map he likes. Uh, a lot of people have said they hate that map, so... Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, we know that guy. We we know who that is. We know that guy. We know why he likes it. Jason Levine on Twitter said, I'm a big fan of the Yu-Gi-Oh! Labyrinth. I think that I have that map somewhere, but I don't think I've ever played on it. But it, since it's probably a really awesome maze, I think that would be pretty cool. Hmm, nice. Rebecca Tim Romo. Love Wakanda map and the WizKids office. Hate the rest. 
Love all that. Of, all of the rest of the maps? Just all of them. Just hate the rest. Love it. <laughs> okay. Jedi Legend said, tough one. I really like some of the older maps, even today. The offices from DC Starter, Arkham Asylum, those Asgard ones. Uh, remake these and others. Some are bland to look at or play, like the airport, and bugs me, like Dark Knight Rises Mud Pit isn't aesthetically pleasing. Speaking of aesthetically pleasing, you know what's a really, really gross-looking map? The, I'm pretty sure it's a quarry from Fear Itself, where it was like, mo not Mox. What's uh, Absorbing Man's name? Grethoth, maybe? Grethoth? Uh, yes, it is Grethoth. Okay. Where his hammer lands in the comics, they made a map of where it lands, and it's like a rock quarry, and it's just gross-looking. It's like this disgusting brown color. And there's nothing interesting on it. It's just so. This is what I was talking about. Like you want to, if you play on a map, you want to you want to play on a map that actually is nice to look at. That's why I've always liked some of the Asgardian ones because they're like. I totally agree. They look like pretty. They're just hating on the uh, the Midgard bridge, but like it's a giant rainbow and it's got some cool Asgardian stuff. Like yeah, for a map fundamentally, it might not be great, but uh, I love the way it looks sure. for sure. Um. Citizen, sorry, I'm like watching the Majestics thing so bad right now. Uh, two whale, I think one whale is dead, and then a penguin just running shot and KO'd the carnage. Uh, oof, oh my gosh, this is insane. Sorry guys, I'm gonna pay attention now. Uh, Citizen Jeff Collier. Uh, current favorites, of course, are the Underground Cavern and Wakakanda, as Wiz Kids spelled it. The map that I hate the most is the ROC map, is the Underground. It is super annoying. He says it's plenty annoying on its own, but combined with special terrain, it becomes intolerable when you're blocking off those paths. As for a map I'd love to remake, I'd like to see a modern version of the Baxter Building from 2008, rescaled to the modern 18 squares by 24 squares, rather than the original dimensions of 24 by 24. Oh, by the way, I wanted to correct myself on something. I think last episode I was talking about those old, those old maps, the, the really the square ones, not the rectangular ones. I think I called them 36 by 36. I don't know why, but yeah, 24 by 24 sounds right. Uh, Michael Fedor said the, neo the neoprene maps are fun, and I would like to have uh, Autumn. It's O D Y M. May I don't know how to pronounce that. Odim. I don't know. I'm sure. Made into one of those. Muir Island and Danger Room are fun, but I dislike the four-player map Doom Gardens Baxter Building map. Doom's Garden. Have you ever played on that map? I don't think so. All right. You don't know what this is probably, so let me explain. Normally, on a Heroclix map, you start your starting area is close to the edge. Not on this map. In the middle of the map, there's special rules. There's this, like this cross-looking thing, and it divides it into four areas. And the special rules say that the lines between them, the ones that make the axis, are unbreakable and you can't pass through them in any way or anything. So you have to run towards, at the beginning of the game, you run towards the edges of the map, away from your opponents, to go around the walls to attack people on the other side of the walls. What? It is oh my one of the weirdest maps probably ever made, seriously. I played on it, I think, only one time, and I was like, this is so strange. And it really, it does not allow you for any kind of good placement, I guess. Because as soon as you come around that wall, you're in open terrain, man. You're just going to get hit. So it's really weird. Huh. What in the, what in the world, people? Oh! A walk of wood killed a super rare penguin. Sorry, guys. Anyways... 
Uh, Matthew Ash said, here's what I think about that oh, uh, fricking uh, Wakanda map. And it's actually a video of him burning the Wakakanda map. I watched that video. <laughs> Holy crap, that was hilarious. I was standing awesome. in my kitchen laughing my butt off watching someone burn a map in their uh, in oh, in their grill. That's he, awesome. He, like, wadded it all up, threw it in there, doused it with lighter fluid, and then set the SOB on fire. I was like, Wow. This guy is passionate about how much he hates that map. I love it. I, I really do. If you haven't checked it out, look at the uh, Community Tuesdays question on Facebook. It's in the comments, guys. It's 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 worth a watch. It is definitely super funny. The last ep- uh, no, I have two more. Let's go to Citizen Tiamu. Boots on the ground in Finland said favorite map is Marvel. What if King Arthur map? I've never had a bad time playing on that one. Every map is good or bad depending on teams played. But I dislike unclear maps like Regents Lab from Battleworld or Port of Miami from Iron Man 3. The lines are both so unclear. There's actually a bit of discussion, um, which I'm going to get to the bottom of this, but you go ahead. Okay, let's do it. Uh, by the way, Jean Grey running shot and hit Green Arrow for three. Uh, anyways, that is James Crawford. Spider-Man Bridge is my favorite. Least favorite is Krakoa. I'm going to keep reading through a couple of them. Chris Cooper said, I hate the new Regent Lab map, the backside of the real world. There's way too much blocking terrain and the darn Shadowland map, the Paca, Paca, Pagoda slash almost a pyramid on the side and a pit on the other. There's just so many levels. Peter Zachary. Oh, no. No. So Timu said, as for remakes, I would have said the Horror Clicks ruined castle, which I forgot you could do. You know, because they horror clicks maps, they act pretty much exactly the same as hero clicks maps. So there's no reason you can't use those. Um, but he said he already got the ruin, the uh, what if King Arthur castle, so he's good on that one. Nice, I love it. Uh, by the way, Groot retaliated and uh, shut down Green Arrow. This is a pretty, this is rough. This is looking really rough for uh, Easton. Peter Zachary said ranks the Black Lantern Mountain. Sorry, Chris, I like Black Lanterns, even though it hurts my guys, too. King Arthur's Castle, Weird World, Poison Ivy's Greenhouse, some of his favorites. His least favorite are Amok Time, The Mud Pit, and Prestigious' both of them are so bland. I mean, you don't need any imagination for what that map could look like. They are kind of bland maps. I have one last answer from Jay Sanzen. Said ranks from World of Light and all the 24 by 24 maps from Hyper Time and Infinity Challenge, but with a modern map markings for terrain thank you remake those maps here's what i'm thinking okay so this is this is a game that needs to grow the community and then there's always sometimes you get weird odd number of people that show up at your venues and then i don't like it when people have to sit out for rounds right i I think we need to bring back more battle royale play because I think, generally speaking, most people take it a lot less seriously. And I have always had more fun playing on Battle Royale maps with, like, four people. Or you link two of those together, and now you're playing with, like, six people or whatever. That has always been more fun to me. So I think that they should redo a lot of those older ones and make the game more about just levity than winning. And I think that would bring more people into the game. I totally agree. I mean, 
just this last week, we had to have someone uh, sit out for a bit, which always kind of sucks. And a week before that, I was like, ah, let's just let's just do a three man game because it wasn't a very serious like thing anyway. This is a local play group. Uh, anyways, Matthew Armor, my favorite is the Jean Grey School slash the Bridge in Uncanny X Men. Are you out, Chris? I am. Yes. Okay, I'll just rattle off the last couple. By the way, Batgirl is dead, so I feel like it's going to be a little rough for Easton missing both Batgirl, Green Arrow, and uh, Super Penguin. Uh, Eric K. I'm sorry. Sarge Uchia, I believe. Wayne Manor, and he hates the sub. Citizen Eric Caves. I've gotten way too much use out of the Yu-Gi-Oh! Forest map. That thing is a godsend for stealthy teams. I have to say, though, I've gotten so much use out of the new Gotham Museum, both and with, both with and without the bonus. Uh, Christopher E. Cottrell said the Deadpool submarine map is one of my favorites. Jay Sullivan said the JSA Museum. And Chance McCall uh, is my last one. He said, I really enjoy the Bifrost because it naturally funnels people into combat. Heroclix takes a long time, and it's nice to have a map that forces action. The worst, in my opinion, is the old shopping mall map where you have to... Uh, you have to be a consensus on what the squares and what terrain are. So, like, the, all those old maps where you have no idea what anything is. You're just kind of like, yeah, this, these are walls, this is entering. Uh, I guess I'd hate those too if I was alive. Or not alive, but <laughs> playing at that time. I was alive at that time. Maybe. <laughs> you were? I hope so. This game is only 15 years old. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. Um, okay, so we are out on our Community Tuesdays questions. That's it, man. That's it, baby. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for that jumped on and answered those Community Tuesdays questions. We love going through that stuff. Who was it that said that they liked the Black Lantern map and they, they apologized to me? Don't don't apologize to me. <laughs> you like what you like. You play ranks if you want to play ranks. It's ranks, right? That's the Black. It was Lantern. ranks. Yeah, it was ranks. Okay. What is That's the theater. name? What is the seriously? I cannot figure it out. What is the name of the map that has like five elevations? And you have to run around the side of this mountain to get to the peak of that. That's so, not ranked, right? No, I mean, there are a few like that. There's like an Asgardian map like that. The um, the outdoor side of Limbo is kind of like that. I think it's only got like four elevations, though. Okay, this is a War of Light map. I'm oh, 99% then, no, I, sure. So I played one tournament of War of Light, and that is it. So I have no idea. All right, somebody's going to have to ride in and let me know what it is. Because I cannot figure it out. Um, by the way... We got a correction. Um, it, it's actually really weird that I even caught this, but someone commented on the Podbean website under the... What? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to let you guys know. If you, if you comment on the Podbean website, there's a very good chance I'm going to miss this. It's really lucky that I found this. But also, second thing is, Nothing will make people come out of the woodwork like getting something wrong. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's what I've learned about the internet they will never message you they will never like or share or anything your stuff until you get something wrong and then they will come out and let you know so well, i will say actually, that uh, I, yeah yeah well actually i will say i appreciate the correction and i will give you credit safe matthew he said uh hey there just a clarification on timing as you mentioned you used running shot on two targets as an example and said quote if it hits then you roll super senses but senses is evading the attack completely, which means it actually comes before and then being hit. This is important for green arrow interactions because he says, quote, hit targets can't use defense powers, end quote. But 
you do get to roll senses because it determines if you are hit or not. Smiley face. I if feel I, bad. I didn't catch that. Huh. Yeah, I, I. The thing is, I know that, and See, I said it wrong. The <laughs> the reason why I feel bad is like, by the way, like I didn't think it was wrong when we said it. But the reason I feel bad about that specific scenario is, uh, I rolled like a six on my super senses roll last year in a game against that green arrow. And, like, basically save my... I still lost, but it was awesome. You, like, called in Green Arrow, and I'm like, uh, I still get Super Senses, right? And it's like, yeah. Boom. Got that six, baby. It was it was pretty glorious. Not gonna lie. Nice. Well, if you do have corrections uh, out there, you are more than welcome to send them in. Although, I do implore you to actually put them on Twitter or Facebook, because I, I probably will not see them. I'm actually very rarely on the Podbean website, even though we put our stuff out through Podbean. <laughs> I was uh, going through Podbean a little little bit earlier this week, just reminiscing. Right? Okay, well, <laughs> thank you, Safe Matthew. I will appreciate the smiley face you put at the end, because obviously it was, in a, uh, it was a nice gesture, not a, how could you screw this up? You're horrible! Which is what I feel like a lot of people on the internet are about. So I like the positive vibes you were throwing out. Let's move on. We have Jedi Legends Hero Clicks Tip of the Week. Help you, I can. <laughs> Take you to your destination, I will. This week, Jedi Legends said, Oh no! Your attack is perplexed, <laughs> perplexed down <laughs> by, like, a lot. And that oh opponent's defense is sky high. I just like the way he said this. By, like, a lot. And that opponent's defense is sky high. Do not underestimate the power of the Force Blast. You don't even have to roll an attack roll. Just saddle up and knock them back. So, yes, I, you know, it's one of those underpowered uh, powers, or underused powers, let me correct that. I almost never use Force Blast. There's almost never a reason for me to use Force Blast, or I'm just really bad at this game, and I never found out a way to use it, and maybe this is my uh, entryway into using Force Blast. Uh, do you remember when the... The yellow battery was a thing called. <laughs> I do. Oh, minus two from your attack. Like you're not gonna hit. You're not gonna hit. They're like then they're gonna perplex your down your, your attack down and again. They're gonna perplex up their defense and now there's like a a four point spread differential between what you're gonna what you need what you used to need you know to hit them. So yeah, force blast might be an option. You hit them into a wall. Maybe they'll take damage. That would be really cool. I think you get around super senses that way as well. I believe so. Well, super senses is for an attack, right? Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. It would be so, hit by an attack. So, yeah, for sure. Or, I'm sorry, when this character would be hit so, is what yeah, it says. You can't that's not super an, sense that's not hit. knockback damage at all. No way. So that's good. I mean, you can force blast people into walls or off of buildings as long as, you know, they don't have fight or whatever. Exactly. So, did that one get you? Did this reawaken so, your latent hero clicks potential? It, it probably would have gotten me a bit harder if I didn't play a really knockback-heavy focused team and somebody saying, like, why don't you just use a bunch of Force Blasts? I'm like, because I don't want to. That's why. Uh, no, it did get me, because I never used Force Blasts. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't remember a time in my entire hero clicks career where I said, I'm going to give this character a power action to <laughs> knock you back. I honestly cannot think of any time I've ever used Force Blast. Well, maybe next time you're perplexed down into the dirt, Force Blast might be an option for you. Oh, absolutely. The only time I ever remember to use Force Blast was that Iron Man hero click that he just had a trait that said his attacks did 
knockback or whatever. And I was like, oh, it's like Force Blast. So <laughs> I was like, cool, I guess. I think that was the AVX one. Was that the AVX Iron Man? I don't know. I never yeah, played the AVX. It. It's like I play. I did play AVX actually. I made it to two tournaments, but I only ever played the Captain America out of that that set. Believe it or not, so that was such That's, a fun hero click to play when it came out. And now awesome. looking back, it is so bad. Probably not worth two hundred points. No, it is absolutely not at all worth two hundred points. If it were a hundred points, I'd still play it. It has a hundred point line, but that those five clicks aren't. No, no, no. Uh, aren't I mean, that. like it should be one hundred oh, points. Oh no, one, uh, one fifty. I think it's maybe fifty over at this point. I'm skewing it because you like Captain America so How much. How dare you? How give dare me, you? Don't give me this. <laughs> okay, we have a bunch of we have a Malcolm's question block. So you ready to get into that? Yeah. Let's do it. I'm going to preface all this by saying that I'm going to quit, like machine gun answer them so we can get to question number four because I liked it the best. Okay. All right, so I'm going to start us off. Just so you know, Chris, question number one does have four parts. So the best and worst of support, uh, basically. So number one, A, powers and or traits that are what you think are good support powers slash traits. Probability control is the best support power in the game. All right, I said prob TK, the best trait is Alex Wilder's choose support powers trait. Uh, number B, letter B, whatever, team <laughs> abilities. <laughs> what's the best support team ability? You know what's a really interesting team ability? Suicide Squad. I feel like we chose similarly here. What's Suicide Squad do? Uh, when stuff dies next to them, you get a roll of die and heal them. And then if you use, I think it's like Pied Piper or whatever, he creates rats and then you can give the Suicide Squad team ability to the rats, and then when they die next to your ret, because they're just little pogs, you send them out to die so that you can heal up your own Suicide Squad team. It's super funny and also really cool. So I put down Fantastic Four. We're definitely in the same mindset there. And then <laughs> uh, resources, support resources. Oh, hold on. Let's go back. I forgot. Oh, no. It's the Morlock team ability. Uh, it is Warlock. by oh, far... Something that needs to be calculator and uh, Spider-Man team ability for the rest of forever because it's so good. No. <laughs> just no. Just I'm, no. All right, so just so everybody knows, I was complaining about this. Sorry, sorry, Malcolm. Uh, just stop here. Tyler Spies has won Worlds with Wales. Uh, Chris knows I was complaining that he won a roll-off uh, earlier in this game. I mean, earlier in the night, but... Uh, it's just, it, that's dice, folks. So Tyler Spees wins Worlds. You're probably not hearing it here first, but maybe you are, because this is not live slash live commentary. Anyways, best support, let's get back to it. Best support resource. I really like the Book of the Skull, and it hinges on the more the more hammers you give onto the, onto the book, the better it is, and then the more you pass out as the game goes on, the better it is. So it's really this synergistic, like, it's a win more situation. If you're already passing out hammers left and right, then it's, you're already winning because hammers do what hammers sure. do. And then you're like, ah, I've got all eight hammers out. Ha ha. <laughs> so I thought that was really funny. So my go-to like resource for support powers is uh, Pandora's box. I almost always choose path of the hunter and just only equip two sins and then just stick me on prop control. So it's like four five, six. You get prob 
The other one is like phasing, which is not terrible either. But I'm only handing out like gluttony or lust or something like that. So I get sidestep everybody. So I, I really like, you know, giving your bringing team sidesteps awesome. And then some have perplex, whatever. I love Pandora's box. Second one is, oh shoot. Second actual question is what do you look for in Heroclix characters, uh, equipment slash relics and or resources to help out your other weaker characters? Like what, what's your go-to support way to help out other people? I'm at the point where I'm so tired of missing roles that it's a two-prong answer. One, probability control, or as I affectionately call it, probs. I just put it on every team from now on forever. All right? Theme team and probability control forever. And then two is any kind of resource that just boosts the attack stat or maybe just a vehicle that can boost your attack stat, like the Avenger Sky Cycle or something like that. I just don't like missing. I feel, I feel like I don't need additional powers, okay? I, I, I don't need, ooh, we got some synergy going on here. I just want to hit when I attack. That's it. Okay, buddy. I got you. So my go-to is also stats or help moves. So I love telekinesis. I love people that have abilities that can do things after they were moved. Uh, Batrock's. Bashrock can do it. Uh, Thor can do it because he has a free action attack. Sam Cap can do it. So any character, I guess technically, uh, Doc Ock can do it. So I, I love moving all the way across the map or just moving really far. Just like having an, a, a wider reach. So that's why I also put TK as one of my favorite powers. And then uh, I love stats. Like I'll, I'll play a team with no prob. I'm okay with that. You give me a 13 attack and say I need a six or a five to hit. I, I'm fine. Like I can roll with that, baby. Um, I just like having big stats. I like saying I'm going to hit 13 for 7. Like, that just feels really nice to say. I'm just – that's just we me. go that. back to where instead of calling them support powers, you called them help moves. What? Did I say that? No. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's why I was laughing. I was like, bad. I want to call them that from now on. Oh, I've got my help moves. I got my help Guys, it's been a really long week. Uh, I want to apologize. Uh, number three. Let's just skip over that. Most overrated slash underrated of the support powers, resources, equipment, relics, blah, 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 and other things in the game. Underrated. Probability control. Seriously, put it on every team forever. You'll enjoy that, I'm sure. Also underrated, barrier. Ooh, yeah. I don't like, like, turtle teams. I'm not talking about those teams. But if you do have a team where you can fit a random barrier character on and it doesn't hurt, Barrier is always super funny, especially when your opponent bases you at an angle, and then you barrier between the angle. So it's like you punch them in the face, and then you barrier, and then they can't do anything. Also exceptionally funny when you barrier a character so that they just can't move. That is awesome, too. I I remember this game I was playing against somebody that was running a theme team of Legion of Doom, and they had that Solomon Grundy. And Solomon Grundy can't fly. <laughs> so I just, I for seriously, it was like three or four turns in a row. All I did was just barrier, her, barrier him in. So I just locked down the piece so that it couldn't move. And it was with a character that was like 40 points. I shut down that Solomon Grundy. I was like, this is fun. <laughs> Beautiful. That's awesome. Number four, the one we've been waiting for, the, the one Chris has been waiting for, how can Heroclix players... Oh, no, I did not answer this this last one. My bad. Uh, overrated is outwit. I almost never uh, find a good space for outwit on my team. Like, sure. But most of the time, I just feel like I'm outwitting their outwit, and it's null and void. 
Uh, and then underrated, I think, is defend. I almost never see anybody use defend, and I like to build teams like around like defend being a really heavy mechanic to get out an 18 and then have people that have ESD or combat reflexes give them a 20. Stuff like that. I like defend. Uh, the best use of defend in my entire history of playing is when a character that also has support has defend, and then you just support or you defend them down, their defense down, and then support them. That is also an awesome use. So, like, defend really is, it's like a two-edged sword. You can do it more defensively, or you can actually do it so you can help heal your character. I I just think it's it's awesome. I love defend. Well, it's gotten to the point where characters' defense values are so abnormally high compared to the history of the game, and they're consistently high. So it's like you can see a, a dial full of 17s, and now you have this character that just has a printed defend on the dial, and they have 18 defense, and you're like, oh, cool, I can up their defense by one. Or I could just pick somebody that has perplex, replace the defend character with that perplex character, and now I actually have an option of what I want to increase by one. Fair enough. I guess. Whatever. Defend's awesome. I like defend. Anyways, uh, number four. How can Heroclix players help slash support their Heroclix community? So I would like to say that we we are our own microcosm of a community. So like and share and tweet our stuff out as much as you can because we ha – like on Twitter, I'm going to hashtag Heroclix. There's going to be people out there that are going to search out just the hashtag Heroclix. They might find our stuff and get brought into the fold, which grows this community. So that helps. Also on Facebook, do the same thing. Send that information to the other players in your community so that they can jump on and be part of this and then we can give them up-to-date information about the game and stuff like that that's just us though how how can you help your community like a local community well there are lots of ways that you can do that uh, you can create your own Facebook groups out there or um, I was thinking about this maybe maybe Dial H could be like this arbiter of uh, creating more playgroups in certain areas where people could start going through us maybe to find people in their area. So like if you are – I don't know. Let's say you're in Akron, Ohio. I just picked a random place in the United States, and you're like, I want to find a playgroup. Well, not everyone is on the WizKids system, so not everyone's on there saying – or so you can find players – and there's actually a lot of shops that are out there that are also not on the WizKids network. So you don't even know that they exist. Maybe they don't have a Facebook group. Let maybe us know, and then we can retweet that or share that on Facebook, stuff like that. And we can spread the word because we actually have quite a bit of a player base that we can reach out to that you as a player trying to find players in your area may not have access to. Uh, I've never heard it yet, but I really want to hear this story sometime in the future where, like, two people in the same city, they've been listening to us, but they didn't know each other existed, you know? And oh, like, right. Oh, like, oh, I play in Los Angeles, and I've been listening to you guys for a while, and then all of a sudden I met this other guy at the shop, and he's been listening to you guys for a while. Like, that would be really cool that we could we could bring people together, and then if you guys just have – random shops that you want to shout out on on twitter and like hey let's go here let's play here uh then we could do that for you because it's all part of growing the larger hero clicks community 
Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of other uh, content creators out there that want to do the same thing, but my end goal, probably Calder's as well, is to get more players playing. Not necessarily listening to Dial H, though that would be cool, but the more players that are playing, the more opportunities that people that love the game have the ability to play more games. And when you bring in newer players and stuff like that, that's really cool. Um, I mean, who said my end goal wasn't to just sit in the bathtub full of peanut butter? I mean, you don't know me, man. Well, I mean, that could anyway, be an option. You do, no. you boo. <laughs> uh, no, uh, going back, like, so, like, what I said was, it's very long lines of what Chris said, but if you want, like, if you're one of those few, not really few anymore, sadly, but places that just kind of has, like, five or six people show up every week, and you're like, man, if we could just get ten people, it would just feel a lot nicer. You know, I feel like at least ten folks for a casual weekly Heroes game, it's just, I just, like, a good nice number anyways. But what you should do is uh, have a Facebook group. Like, I know people that's like, yeah, we play. Uh, we don't have a WizKids open, or not WizKids, but, like, a win thing or a Facebook group. We have a, just our own little chat group. Cause, but, like, if you have your own chat group for your little clicksling, then that means only you guys are going to see it. And that's it. You're never going to grow. And if you're complaining about, oh, we don't have enough people every single week, that's because all you do is sit in the same group of people and just do the chat group. Make a Facebook. Like, if you don't actually go to a shop that sells Heroclix, which I know a lot of people do, they play at shops weekly that don't even have Heroclix, um, literally just make a Facebook group that says Heroclix of San Antonio, right? Like, just that, you know, just for a random city. Just here clicks a blank. That's all you have to do. And then post every week, like on a Monday or whatever, saying this Friday we're playing 300 points, Golden Age, only characters that have red boots, whatever. Just make sure you are telling your events there. Tell your friends about it. I mean, it's so easy. Like, what is it? It's superhero miniatures. You can literally own characters from the movies that you guys are obsessed with. I know geeks that love board games and they love the Marvel movies, but they've never heard of Hero Clicks, you know, or they like DC comics and stuff, and they all they do is play ugh, deck builders. I mean, like, play with some miniatures, folks. Let's get real. Let's get real right now. So tell your friends, I think that's the best way to grow a community because I've gone to countless game stores in my travels, and every time I go to a city, I'm like, oh, where do they play Hero Clicks? And I'm like, apparently nowhere. Apparently nobody in freaking Las Vegas just plays Hero Clicks. Who, who would have guessed? So I mean, another thing, another thing. Rant. how about those people out there that purchase hero clicks, but don't play the game? Ooh, right? This, this really gets people. me. We've uh, known so... these people. Okay. So you're like, Oh, you like collecting these. Have you ever thought about wanting to actually play with them? Bring them into your fold. Be like, Hey, we play games at this shop on Thursday night at this time. You should show up, man. It's a really good atmosphere. And that. It leads me into my next point, which was we need to talk about what you do when you're actually at the shop and you're growing your community, okay? So positive attitudes, guys. Serious, positive attitudes when you're there, especially when it's just a for fun game, you know? It's just funsies and you're just, oh, I just built this team of, of a suited henchmen and the Joker because I thought it was hilarious. Yes, do that, and then also don't take the game super seriously. When you guys have new players – Part, probably half, maybe 75% of the reason that they might want to return is based off the people that are there. I would say that's like 80-something percent true. You think it's uh, probably higher? I think it's way higher because I've went to places where, just because I love Heroclix, no matter how annoying people are, and I've had really annoying people play against them that always show up. Um, I'm not talking about my current situation, uh, if anybody's listening. I'm just saying I have, and... 
I've been like, I'm going to keep going back here because it's the only place in town to play Heroclix, but I really wish that person wouldn't do what they do every week. Or Okay, so there. definitely a thing where you should not make someone feel like they only can come back to that place because it's the only place around to play Heroclix. That, oh, yeah, that's, sure. that's a terrible thing, and that's a great way to create a toxic environment where your entire community fails. So positive outlooks. And then, okay, let's talk about new players coming in, right? You get a All new right. guy, shows up. You are a solidified group. Same, we'll say, same 12 guys and gals that have been showing up time and time again. New person shows up. They're like, hey, I just moved to San Antonio, and I found you guys a shop, and I want to play Heroclix, but I don't really know how. Because I've been collecting these for years, and they've been sitting on my desk at work, and I look at them all the time, but I'm new in town, and I wanted something to do, and I wanted to meet new people, so I decided I'm finally going to pick up the game. All right, so there's the scenario. You need to let these people win. I don't want to say, like, play the worst that you can possibly play or anything like that, but part of a game like this, to get people hooked on the game, is to... Make sure that they feel like it's worth their time. People like winning, and if you've been playing for years, you've lost plenty of games. It shouldn't even affect you anymore if you lose a game. If you lose a game, you lose a game. Whatever. It happens. I agree. Move on. But if you have a new player that come in, comes in, this is their first game, their second game, below 10 games, every one of those victories really matters to them. Your victories that you've had, 100, 200, 500 victories, they don't even matter that much to you anymore. These matter to them. So when you have somebody that's new come in, you need to let them win surreptitiously. Don't let them know. Help them along through the game. Obviously fix rules that are going on in the game and whatever. But positive attitudes, let them win. They're going to feel like, oh, my God, this game is for me. I'm doing so well. Yep. No one picks up a hobby that they pick up – or no one continues a hobby that they pick up and they're like, man, I am so bad at this because I keep losing. I better show up next week. Not many people are like that. There are people that are like that. They're like, because I'm going to get better. Extreme ownership, they're going to be like, this is my fault. I'm going to research things. I'm going to do better. Next week, I'm going to win. There are people like that. But there are a lot of people that are not. So, so this kind of reminds me of something. I don't know if anybody, anybody's familiar with Gears of War. I never played it. It was Xbox only and Xbox sucks, PlayStation forever. But besides that, uh, they actually showed, they rigged their online system it shows that if people didn't get at least one kill in, a, in like their first or second like match of the day, they just wouldn't play anymore. So they actually rigged it. If by like five or so minutes into a match, you still haven't gotten a kill, they would actually increase your weapon's damage. So it was easier for if you sucked at the game to get a kill because it keeps them wanting to play because actually killing people in video games feels really nice. It feels like you're contributing instead of just being a bullet sponge. For your team. So, albeit, that's terrible, right? Because they're literally reading a game. But if it keeps people playing their game, then yeah, they're going to do it. They have every right to do so. So, I mean, like, I, I've lost plenty of matches. I've lost millions of matches. And I've also, like, just, just a few weekends ago, right? I got totally last place at the WK and Sealed. And then the next WKO that was constructed, I got fourth. But I've also gotten second place at a WKO that was sealed. And so every time I lose a game, someone's like, wow, dude, how'd you let so-and-so beat you? I'm like, I suck at Heroclix. I'm never going to tell you I'm good at Heroclix. Never in my life. If I ever do, just just slap me in the face. You have the right to do that. <laughs> like, if I ever say I'm great at Heroclix, just hit me right then, right there. Uh, uh, preferably not on my left side, please. Uh, anyways, but like, yeah, like, I'm never going to say that. I'm, I was going to say, well, why'd you lose? I'm like, oh, I suck at Heroclix. Just like, just be humble. Just be like, oh, whatever. I've won plenty of games. I've lost plenty of games. What, what matters is, 
that new people get to enjoy this thing that I've been enjoying for five plus years. That's what's important. For sure. For sure. Because what matters in that moment is that they have fun. If they have fun, they might come back. If they come back in the future, you can start going harder on them and be like, okay, this is a closer match. This is a close match. Oh, they lost one, you know. But after they went one, three, five matches in a row, then, you know, start you know, increasing that difficulty level because you would rather have somebody that you can play with and lose to than no one to play with at all. That would be my general statement. Absolutely. Are we ready to move on to question number uh I, t- I told you I was anxious about This four. is crazy. Like we you probably spent like five, ten minutes talking about it just four. Um, which is good though. It's a great topic for discussion. Um but number five, if you could give a hero uh, a hero clicks to another player uh as a Christmas present, uh, what would it be and why? It depends on if they are a newer player or not. If they're a newer player, then I think probably a starter set's the best way to go, especially if they don't have a pack. It's the best way to enter them into a game. A Fast Forces is such a joke of a product. It gives you the characters, and that's it. They don't give you the, everything that you need to start the game. That's really dumb. So start a set or bust for newer players, and then uh, if you don't want to spend the money, you can just give somebody a bunch of your old stuff. Like, right. hey, here's a bunch of clicks. Here's a bunch. Here's some dice. Here's tokens that I don't use anymore, etc. Everything that they need. Everybody has extra maps lying around at some point, so... Just give that stuff out. And then if it is someone that you know has been playing the game for a really long time, don't buy them redundant stuff because that's dumb. Like, I don't need any more maps unless I specifically ask for a particular map. But ask them what they specifically want so that you can get them exactly what they want instead of just guessing. I don't personally like gambling that much, so if someone buys me a pack, I'm like, oh, this is cool. But then I'm always disappointed when I open it and there's nothing good in it because I have really bad luck as it is, which is why I put as much props on a team as I do. This guy. Because I suck at rolling dice. So just ask them what they want. See if you can get it on uh, Cool Stuff, eBay, whatever. Some shops still sell singles. Or you can just buy it directly from Calder, who apparently has 8 million hero clicks. I have a lot left over, actually. So there are just some figures Cool Stuff isn't paying like for, unless it's like 5 cent bulk. So if you need Hammer of Thor, Captain America, Justice League, DC-75, the old Avengers set, the first card of one, uh, Incredible Hulk, Galactic Guardians, I can keep going, guys, I can keep going. I have a lot uh, Chaos War, uh, all sorts of stuff left. It's not a lot of super rares, it's a lot of commons and commons, not a ton of generics, but if you want some figures, hit me up, Mutations and Monsters, oh, the sculpts look way better than I thought they would. So yeah, guys, uh, if you want some uh, some hero quakes, uh, hit me up, guys, Not I ain't lying. Just saying, throw, throw it out there. Uh, so, uh, here a quick present. I would give somebody. I would give uh, Maddie G a haircut. Oh no, wait, sorry. It's, I would give Dustin Cedars a haircut. No, wait, it's got to be uh, haircuts related. Uh, I would give uh, Hobbit a pair of like books to stand on. Oh no, wait, sorry, it's got to be haircuts related. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, let me think. Let me think. No, I just want to roast people with presents. That's it. Like, <laughs> you're you're a horrible person. That's that's it. I'm I love a you. terrible person. Uh, number six. Yeah, we're just gonna move on. If another Heroes player uh, would give you a Heroes for a gift, uh, what would you like and why? Is, is this like a hint, hint moment? I don't. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out too. It's like oh. I, I don't know what to say, man. Because if you get too high on the rarity scale, it's too much money, and I don't know. Well, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I would. Uh, I would absolutely love all your common Templars from Elseworlds. Just saying, guys. And any kite men you got, I'll take them. 
I love an army kite man. I would also love PJ to give me my Black Panther chase back. I know he uh, technically paid for the booster, but I was grinding battle royales all day. I deserve that Black Panther. I want it fair and square. Uh, but but it is but it is his money, so I'm not going to complain. But I'm just saying, if he wants to send it my way, it's it's no problem. Oh yeah, and a Gwenpool uh, if you're at Worlds, a Gwenpool. Like, see, Chris is like, oh, I don't know, but uh, I'm like, I don't want to give anything to anybody. I'll just tell him to get haircuts and be taller. But uh, I'll totally ask for stuff. I'm I'm that greedy. Oh yeah, you know me, guys. I'm gonna play the opposite side and go everything. I think maybe possibly rare or lower. Uh, I don't have any outriders, so I would love as many outriders as humanly possible. Huge Black Order fan. Uh, I did not manage to get my hands on. The rest of the Justice League Unlimited pieces, I missed uh, John Stewart, Wonder Woman, The Flash. I got you in John Stewart. I have him for sure for you. Yeah, I, I did manage to get... Oh, and I don't have Hot Girl and Hawkman. So I guess that's a super rare. So that's the only super rare that I think uh, that I, I probably want. And then... Uh, the last thing is you guys know that I am an Avengers collector. The vast majority of the Avengers that I want are just like remakes of stuff. So I try to keep like one version of that character around. Um, I never got my hands on the Scott Lang Ant-Man from uh, ADW. So that that's something I'm missing. And then Synapse. And then Dr. Voodoo from the same kit as Synapse. Those are all the figures that I pretty much, like, past that, I'm, I'm pretty much set. I've spent, uh, once we got our Cool Stuff Inc. Uh, sponsorship and stuff and we started working with them, um, I actually managed to lock down a lot of the years ago figures that I had always wanted but never managed to get and stuff like that. And, it, and even though they weren't good, and a lot of them were, <laughs> a lot of them were like really, <laughs> like they, they did not age well. They're like just they're terrible. But, but, but it's one of those things like when that when that figure that set came out, I was like, oh man, I want this, and it just it always stayed on the back burner for me, and I never got around to getting it. So finally got a lot of that old stuff, and now I'm just pretty much up to current on what I actually want. So that's that's all I have. Nice. Please and thank you. Appreciate that's, it, guys. Please, oh yeah, please, uh, please and thank you. Manners. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, that's it. Those are that's Malcolm's questions, guys. We did it. We did it. Man, four was really abnormally long. Four was one answered. Well, I don't. Feel, I don't, I don't feel bad about it. I feel like that's probably some good response or good answers. You know, I if anyone comes forward and they're like, oh my god. You're so off base with asking to have positive attitudes at a shop. I can't listen to Dial H anymore. Maybe I know reevaluate your opinion. <laughs> uh, like I'm always, I'm always happy. Like it's like when I walk in, everybody's like, "Hey, howdy, howdy!" And I say, "Like, yeah, let's get rowdy, let's do it." You know, you know I mean, just like, just always, be, I'm always happy. Just always be happy to play here, folks. Be playing with great folks. Just, just be positive. Like it's, it's not that hard. I know some people are like, "I've got a social battery." No, 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 no. Just be positive. It's not too hard. It's not that difficult. Don't worry. Basically, just make your shop like the TV show Cheers. Like, when you walk in, everyone should know your name, and everyone should be like, Hey, welcome, Randy! I, I don't know why I said Randy. Hey, Randy! Right. <laughs> hey, Chris, how you doing? No, that's that's probably... I miss funny. Randy so much! Uh, Randy, where you been? You know, life happens, uh, guys. Life happens. Also, maybe... I, I think I've said this before. Just reach out to those players that uh, that one guy in your shop drove away because he can't 
ever lose a match ever. Otherwise, he gets upset. And he drove those new players away. Maybe reach out to those other, those new those players that stopped coming to your shop and be like, "Hey, you should probably come back. I know that so and so is a jerk, but I promise we're not all like that." No awkward Nothing. silence. What? What do you want me to say? Like, no, not everybody's a jerk. That's like it. I mean, like, <laughs> we're just going back to number four. Malcolm's never like if he keeps sending us questions, we're just gonna rant. Maybe we should do this at the top of the show. Uh, Malcolm, can you just send that question every like, every, every single other... week? Oh, hey, guys. No, every, like every other month, you know. I feel like it's a reminder to just be a good person, you know. Try to be a good person. I mean, Calder can't be a good person. I know try. what Calder is. I've Dude, slept in the same hotel room as Calder. I know what he does when he's behind closed doors. So you cannot trust that guy. But everyone else probably give him, you know, time of day. I what? All right. <laughs> All right, I'm out. Are you out? This guy. I'm out, dude. I'm uh, I'm done with things, right? Like, with, I'm going to clock out. Anything. I'm done. I'm clocking out of this podcast. But And all right, see you guys. No. Well, don't forget that you can follow us at Dial H for Hero Clicks on Twitter. That is the number four on Facebook. Just search Dial H for Hero Clicks. Send us an email. <gasps> we had an email. Oh, yeah, we did. We did have an email. I forgot about that. We're not done. This We're is not another, done. This is another topic of rant. So, so you strapped out. If you're on your way to work, you just put your seatbelt right back on, dude. If you like, just drive around the block a couple of times. Podcast is not over yet. You can't start your day. Sit in the parking lot. When your boss starts calling you, just be like, I'm busy, and then start, hang up. Start coughing in the phone. Just do what you got to do. I, I, uh, I fell down in the parking lot. It's really icy. Yeah, the snow is crazy today. Greg, it's it's 86 degrees outside. I don't know how this ice got out here either, boss. I'll be in in a second. It's like Pangea and all, man. <laughs> got an email from Dave G. said, So I missed the boat on this discussion probably, but hope it's not too late. This is regarding your show from, I believe, two shows ago about burnout in Heroclix. I'm burned out from the exclusive hardcore meta scene, which seems to be dominating most places now. It's about the game, about how much you can spend at conventions, and how fast I can wipe you out. This becomes only about the game, then, and no friendships or camaraderie forms. Some of my area is also big into the teams or cliques. So if you're not part of the good old boy clique, you really aren't talked to or commended, even if somehow you win a weekly small tournament. Feel free to read this on the air without, quote, the little guy. The future of the game won't exist. I know you wanted to call to go. Yeah, so there, there's like there's a lot of things to kind of pick up, you know, kind of pick apart here. So uh, the the meta is something I like to sharpen my hero click skills. Like just last night, I was like, can I do and do something super basic? And it's like, do you even play this game? I'm like, I don't know, dude. But like uh, going to going to more, I don't want to call it meta, uh, but uh, more competitive tournaments, I guess, is really kind of what it is, and that helps sharpen people. If you don't want to go to competitive tournaments. Uh, I strongly suggest that everybody kind of should, just because it, do, it does make you a better player. Uh, some people are butts at tournaments. Like, that's just a fact. Some people, they zone in, they forget what it's like to be a decent human being, and that just happens. I'm not talking about anybody in particular, because I haven't exactly played against people like that. I'm just saying I've seen it before. Uh, and I've already roasted enough people, so I'm obviously not going to mention anybody by name. But if you lose, you lose. Like, that's a great mindset that I have. I'm like, you can always be a loser, uh, but being a winner feels pretty great. So just, just so you know, like, you lose, you lose. If you showed up, then you would just, 
just be a loser who didn't show up. Instead, you're a loser who at least showed up, had a good time, and tried. Uh, clicks, as far as, like, clicks. Okay, uh, as far as niches, whatever go, teams. Um, yeah, we, we really are in the age of teams. Uh, if you listen to the Starting Over podcast uh, by Edward Shelton, uh, he got up on a soapbox and preached pretty much in this last episode. And he was, like, talking about this is the age of teams. You know, people... You know, if you're not out there, you're not doing whatever. He was, he, you know, he has harsher views than I do. I'm, I'm a flow, go with the flow guy. Um, but I, I love him, love him to death. But he was basically saying that it's like the age of teams, and I, I kind of agree. Uh, when you have a team, you have people. So I travel with Kevin Isaac Lucas. They are te- technically now all part of Phoenix Nest. And I mean, obviously, I'm not part of Phoenix Nest. I don't know if I even would want to be. Like, that's not shading against anybody. But just like, I don't, I don't know. Just probably not. So, sure, I travel with three people that are all on one team, but they're still my friends because they're still at my local playgroup. So if you want to make a team, that's one way to do it, um, just just because it's easy, right? If you have a team, you have like, hey, can I borrow your ha-ha-ha joker? Can I borrow your Mangog for whatever team I'm working on? It, it does make it easier, right? So you don't have to be the one-man army, the guy with all the money who has to own every single figure in order to be able to place them. You can just be like, hey, bud, can I borrow your server, you know? Uh, so teams make that so much easier, and then teams are you can practice with them. I don't want to like knock teams too much, but people that get to like uh, I only playtest my team because I don't want you to see what I'm playtesting, and they get really secretive about it. I'm just like okay, but, like people that are really secretive with teams and only like playtest with certain people or do like whatever. It's like okay, dude, come on, like you're there's gonna come a time where everybody's gonna play it. And you're probably not the first one to make this connection that these two things are good together. Okay, I, I have a question real quick. Let's do it. Actually, two-part question. Were you talking mostly about the competitive scene, not talking about just like your local show? 100%, yeah, talking about the competitive okay. scene. Second question. I assume Edward was also talking about the Heroclix competitive scene, not your local show. Yes, the competitive scene. Okay, okay that's, that's fine. For a second there, I was like, please don't tell me that he is advocating for clicks uh inside of your local shop and alienating players no, that I, just show up? Uh no, absolutely not. He he's just okay. like if you want to be successful in the competitive like genre and that business, then you gotta have people that, you know, iron sharpens iron, that sort of thing. Got it. Okay. Agreed. One hundred percent. There's yep. a world of difference between meta and non meta environments in this game, for sure. Absolutely. I would say I would say if you are showing up at a local place, it is probably just not acceptable to have like your little in groups on who's playing hero clicks and stuff like that. This is it's gonna make me sound like this like weird hippie commune guy or whatever, but free love as far as this game goes. Like we we really do not have enough players in this game to ostracize people in this game from playing this game, unless it's that weird guy that shows up and he's like, I'm so angry I lost this game. Maybe ostracize that guy since he's creating a negative environment for your play group. But so, pass that guy, pass that guy. You know, you should bring everybody in and make them feel like they're part of your team. But this is only, I'm talking in the casual format. Right. So casual, like, wise, just, we're all friends. Well, I mean, like, can I be your friend? Like, that's what it is. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Let's just all get together. We all just want to have fun, play a game. Super simple. Uh, I just, I really... I'm a little, like, perturbed that he... Clearly, this this upset him, Dave G. Oh, yeah. It upset him to the point where he felt like he had to email in about this, and 
if it's gotten to that point, I don't know what this guy's last name is. I don't know where he plays or anything like that. But if it's gotten to that point in his playgroup where he doesn't even feel like he can go and show up at his Hero Clicks playgroup just to play some friendly games and stuff like that, he specifically mentions weekly small tournaments. Oh, man. Guys, it's a weekly small t- – it's not an ROC. It's not world. It's not that important. Okay? Calm down. We are all, I assume – well, it, probably. I shouldn't assume this. Most of us are grown adults with lives outside of Heroclix. Heroclix should not be that important in your life. It's super fun. It's a wonderful hobby. I love playing it. And I love that you guys are part of the community that allows us to talk about it all the time. But Heroclix on the grand scheme, in the grand scheme of things, it's a tabletop miniatures game. You shouldn't make people feel bad about it if they show up to help you play it. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. coughs> I just had to get a glass of water there, but like five years from now, when you're you're sitting at home and you're you're slightly older and you're more grizzled and you just got back from work, are you gonna sit down and you're recline and you're gonna be like, ah, that stupid region team beat me five years ago and I just ah, I can't. I'm like <laughs> no, like come on, do you just? Are you in five years? Are you gonna be sitting down and be like, man? I'm so glad we ran out so many new players from our playgroup at that shop that one time because I refused to ever bring anything other than cheese to the shop. I'm so glad I ran them out of town. Like, <laughs> if if that's the way you think, maybe this game is not for you. Go play Magic. Those people oh! love that mentality. Those people love that. They hate other people a lot of the time. Not all of them, obviously. I play Magic, and that's not my mentality. I had no idea you hate everybody, Chris. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm <laughs> saying there are Magic players out there that will show up even on Friday Night Magic. They've got to win, man. Nothing in, on this planet is more important than winning that game of Magic. The, if you win, you might, get, you might get a shiny promo card. Oh, my God, it's super important. But I have got to drill this person who I've never met before. He's a new player. But I've never met him before. I've got to drill him into the ground so far that he feels so bad about himself, he never wants to play this game again. And some I, people live on that. I've met people like that. Uh, don't, do not be that person. <laughs> do not be that person. Magic has millions and millions of players. This game does not. <laughs> you know, okay, I'm done. That's I, it. I'm really done. Is that... Is that it? I don't know. Let me check through everything. This is like the rant episode. It's like, all right, you guys go. We're just going to – we're going off on tangents. And I'm okay with that because I absolutely love rants. I love it. Love that. Is there a pun that we can name the title of the episode off the word rant? I'm going to ask. Like on air, the listener's like, uh, yeah, apparently (laughs) you figured it out. Good job, guys. Slow clap. That's what we do here. We slow clap. I don't even (laughs) – all right, well, if you want to send us an email like Dave G. did, hopefully it's a more positive email. However, it is very important that if this is what your community has become uh, and you feel the need to talk about it, yeah, continue to write in about that stuff. It is something that needs to be talked about uh, because the future of the game really kind of is at stake when situations like this arise. So keep at it, guys. Um, you can send us an email at dialhforheroclicks at gmail.com. And as far as everything else goes, I don't have anything else. So, Calder. I suppose that's all. I'm going to read this out of here, guys. As a reminder, Dialage for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. You can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all your latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. 
Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails. Nice, 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 nice.